You're listening to Unique Leaders Podcast. I'm Megan DiMartino. Success is in the story. Each week, I'll be speaking with a unique leader, not only in their field, but in their lives. Join us for a glimpse of their passion and talents. There's always a surprise in their story. Be the first to hear. Hello, 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 and welcome to Unique Leaders Live. I'm Megan DiMartino, your host, and it is Friday, my most favorite day of the week. And not because it's Friday in the weekend, but because it's Unique Leaders Live. I love this show because it is an opportunity for you to see and hear my guests and their stories. You know, they say that success leaves clues. You know, clues, I that you still have to figure out the story and the end of the story. I like the story. So you hear truly throughout the story, their essence, what created who they are and where they are today. So this is Unique Leaders Live. And I would love, love, love for you to share this out on all of your platforms from Facebook to Instagram. Uh, please share that uh, this out. And that way others can hear my guest, Michael David Huey's story, as well as the other stories then that are on YouTube and our podcasting platforms. So all of the Unique Leaders Live and podcasts are on YouTube, and then they're also on all of the podcasting platforms. So you can do your workout. You can listen to our fabulous uh, guests that are in the archives of YouTube and um, podcasting platforms. Please subscribe to the Megan Martino YouTube page. That way it will help others to find all of these amazing people such as Michael David Huey. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce to you my guest, Michael. Hello, hello. Hey, Megan. So glad that you're with me. So it's glad. good to be here. I was enjoying your uh, intro. It was awesome. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, as I shared, Michael, that, and I, I'm asked this personally, and I'm sure you're asked this. I'm asked all the time, how did you know to do what you do? Well, I didn't exactly know what I, I do, meaning, but I knew back in the day when I was a child that I was creative, but I didn't really think about that cognitively. I just instinctively was. So I'm sure that's about you as well. So share, let's go back to young Michael and where did you grow up and a little bit about your childhood and then evolving on. Well, so I grew up in an alcoholic father's home, to be honest with you, Megan. And, and it's and it's really funny when I um, I had this, um, and I think it's important that I, that I share with this because I was praying and thinking about what I was going to share when you were talking to me in the intro. And, and you know, when I was a kid, I was raised uh, by a godly mom and an alcoholic father who was a workaholic, but I also had my aunt and uncle who were my spiritual mentors and leaders. And uh, when I was younger, it's really funny, and, I, and it just, just, just came back to me um, uh, later on in life, but it, it's, it's funny. I used to tell my mom, um, that I knew John Maxwell, who's one of the greatest leadership development coaches in the world. And, and during my childhood, I suppressed a lot of my childhood. Like I suppressed, you know, things that happened to my mom. I suppressed things that happened to me. And I always used to tell my mom, I, my mom, I know John Maxwell. And she's like, honey, you don't know John Maxwell. And I was like, yes, I do. And then one day later, 
recently in life, I was watching a, um, a training, a coaching training as a mastermind that I was as his. And he said, and he said that he pastored a church in Lancaster, Ohio. Well, guess where I'm from Lancaster, Ohio. And uh, he showed this blue bus that he developed to go around the neighborhood and pick up people. Well, guess what little blue bus I used to get on at five years old. I used to walk out and get on this blue bus. And, and I remember then all this started flashing back to me, like, you know, going to that church and there being lots and lots of people up and down the, you know, where up and down the road, just for miles, cars and thousands of people coming to the church. And then he talked about a guy that used to come and serve at his office on a Thursday every day. And it was my neighbor down the street who I loved. I used to go down and go into his house and he would, and really, to be honest with you, Megan, it was kind of a solace for me. It was a runaway. I was a runaway from my parents. And, and recently when I was home in Ohio, just a couple months ago, um, I walked through the neighborhood every night because I was doing 75 hard, <laughs> which Megan's very familiar with. And um, I did all, all these walks and all these memories came back to me of houses and people that I, and it was a lot. It was a lot of memories. It was people and it was really safety for me. It was a safety away from, you know, my dad, to be honest with you. And um, funny now, later on in life, now I've started to build a relationship with my dad, I actually moved closer to him. I was a good athlete growing up, Megan. I um, Let me stop I, you for one sec. So oh, go ahead. Grew sure. up in, no, but just so uh, we uh, correlate. So you grew up in Pennsylvania. Ohio, in Ohio. 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 Yes, in Ohio. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in Ohio. I was there most of my life. Um, half of my, now I've been over half my life here in Florida, mm -hmm. but um, I, like I said, I grew up in a little town in Lancaster, Ohio, and then I I uh, went to a different school in a little town outside of Lancaster. After that, my last two years of school, and then I received a scholarship to uh, run track at Ohio State, and and even during that time frame, Megan, I started having some issues, like in the ninth and tenth grade, where. I actually had a principal in the ninth grade tell me that I'd never graduate from high school and never go to college. And I was like, well, that kind of sucks. Like, really? And literally my first day at my new school, I walked in and I sat down at the table and this young girl came over to me and said, oh, you're Michael Huey. You're the new guy. And I'm like, yeah. She goes, we heard you're a great athlete. You're a Christian and blah. She just, and I said, what's your name? And she said, Angie Packard. And it went back and it was the very same guy her dad was the principal that told me a couple years prior to that, that I would never graduate from high school and never go to college. And I was like, Hmm, your dad's name's Ron Packard. I never said anything to her at the time. But then when we graduated high school, I graduated in the top percentage of my high school, uh, which I was, as it, you know, I had some issues from my father and stuff, but, um, and her and I were voted most athletic in our school, which I thought was kind of, was kind of funny. And then I went on to college, uh, at, competed at a high level in sports in the track and field in college. And then shortly after that, I moved to Florida. And um, after I moved to Florida is when I really kind of started stepping into my destiny and my calling. I knew that was there, Megan. I knew I, I started to, to, I started to become a, a certification junkie as, as a nutritionist, you know um, I, I was like, I just got to keep being smarter, right? Like I got to learn and I got to grow. And then, um, I was super successful for in the fitness industry. And there was an old Megan, you might remember this. There was there was a, a conglomerate called Bally's Total Fitness, and everybody went to Bally's, right? Yeah. Okay. So every Bally's was kind of like nowadays the LA Fitness Absolutely. is nowadays, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And so and that, and that usually changes about every ten years, right? Mm -hmm. It's usually a conglomerate comes in and then they buy out the other one, and then another one comes in ten years later. 
And so um, I was super successful at Valley's and I went out on my own and I've pretty much been an entrepreneur now for probably about 15 years plus um, and now more in the online space. Um, I got married 12 years ago to one of the most amazing humans on earth, uh, Lisa Huey, who is a nurse and uh, she's my she's my CEO of my company. I She says I'm the CEO, but if I'm the CEO, she's the COO. She's the chief operating officer and she she knows the ins and outs of stuff that I don't want to know. And so uh, we were apart for about four years, about four years ago, mm -hmm. uh, two years, about four years ago. And God restored our marriage back to a marriage that I've always dreamed about, like one that has she's my best friend. She tells me what I need to hear, not what I want to hear. She sharpens me. She always says, hey, maybe you should look at things like this, you know, and the Bible kind of says, you know, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and finds favor with God, right? Like the favor that comes from God. And even even through trials and tribulations, you know, we all go through them, right? My, It's always good. The Bible says, you know, uh, two are better than one. You know, when one falls down, the other's there to pick them up. And then it says, pity the one who doesn't have anybody there to pick them up when they right. fall down, right? right? Yes. And that kind of goes either whether that's a spouse or whether that's an accountability partner or a friend that you surround yourself with, you know, I, I, I say this, Megan, and then I'll turn, I'll, you can ask a question or we can go from there. But I think what's really cool is, is that, you know, Jesus had 12, right? He had the 12 disciples, but he really had those three, Peter, James, and John that were super close to him. And my wife and I have been watching a series called the chosen. Um, and it's really, really good. And actually my friend, my, one of my friends and I were just talking about it this morning and I realized when I was watching it how close Peter, James, and John were as leaders. Like they they led the other 12, right? Like they said, hey, maybe we should think about it like this. Oh, maybe we should go looking for him. Oh, no, he told us not to go looking for him. Like all of these biblical principles that God became a man to teach us, right? It wasn't religion. It was true, um, a journey. You know, I, I taught at my church a couple of weeks ago and I taught on Psalms 121 and, and it talks about, you know, not not just trusting God when you get to that place of worship, but trusting him along the journey. Right. And for me, even as recently as just these last couple months, I kind of lost self-care for myself. Um, and then, you know, a couple of my friends, including a friend of ours, Joy, she sent me, she said, forget everything, push everything back and focus on not people pleasing, but God pleasing. Yes. And I was like, boom, that's what I needed to hear. So if you surround yourself around people that tell you those things in the midst of turmoil or in the midst of challenge, I think it becomes better. And now I finally feel like I'm stepping into being that person that God's called me to be. Well, you know, you've shared quite a few and it's funny, you know, we met uh, you and I uh, in Denver at a conference, but the essence of it were people that we had met, including you and I, on uh, Clubhouse. Yes. And, um, but you, you share, have shared so many nuggets here that I'd like to have you expand upon, but, and we'll break them down. But one is first off, because again, this is about our guests that are viewing and listening and gleaning from your story essentially about themselves, giving themselves hope and understanding that they, and you know, so you've spoken about a, a challenging childhood, but yet, having the grace of God introducing to you, he, 
you know, and that was a foundation for you. Is that correct? Did I read yes. that correctly? Yeah, when I was very young, yep. Right, so that was that foundation. And even though you may have uh, blocked it out, suppressed it, but yet um, God helped you have that covering during the, that period. Yeah, around 11. I think around 11, Megan, is when I got born again and when I got yeah. saved and I started realizing what God was doing in my life and how he was protecting me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I realized that even now as being married, I realized now my, my wife just found out that her biological father was not her, her biological, her father that raised her was not her biological father. Oh. And so she found out about it at 50. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that when you find out things, God allows things to happen for a reason and for yes. a purpose. Right. And when you, when, when you trust him and you, you, you just, trust the process. You divorce the old saying, my friend Brian has says, divorce the outcome, marry the process, right? Marry the process that the Holy Spirit is leading you and guiding you on, right? And so even like when my my wife found all this out, Mm -hmm. it was at the right timing. She probably would have handled it differently had she found out about these things at that time. And I think when I, when I became, I had a true born again experience at 11. Like I knew the Holy Spirit. I, 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 I was like, oh, this is different. You know, I want to, I get to have a relationship with God now. And I believe that. And so I started guiding myself through that, even even in the midst of some of the things that went on. So, yeah, right. I agree. Yes. With that. And then you also shared about the um, uh, principal person saying that to you. And, you know, I have now we've done over. Well, I don't know how many they are, but we started at Easter of 2020. So over a year of unique leaders. And uh, so I have listened to many, many and shared with many, many people and their stories. Um and it's profound to me how many people I have spoken with, interviewed, so to speak, who've been told similar things. Bob Berg, the author of the Go-Giver series, and John David Mann, his co-author. But regardless, he is, you know, uh, inducted in the National Speakers of Hall of Fame. You know, yeah. I mean, he was told, uh, well, actually, the story goes that at graduation, and he was going on to college and the guidance counselor said, Burke, I never thought I'd see you here. Yeah. Wow. Right. Now, yeah. he said I wasn't a stellar student and I wasn't a stellar student in college. But regardless, how words are powerful and how many educators say things like that to young minds and young spirits. It motivated me. It's profound. And yeah, so it motivated me. I, it, could, I, it could have been turmoil, but it kind of motivated me a little bit. You know? But how much of your faith, because again, we, you have been speaking about trust, um, how at that point when that gentleman said that, um, did your faith, um, you know, enter into that? Yeah, and that's a good question, because I think, you know, for me, my grandmother, I, I think I might have mentioned this to you, my grandmother was my inspiration, right? Mm-hmm. I talked about this, mm-hmm. and um, she... She was like my best friend. I, I can remember the day she died on Thanksgiving. I, I can remember the conversations that I had with her. And uh, every once in a while, I get a little bit choked up just thinking about the, the influence that she had on me, uh, the toughness that I got from her. Everybody says I was just like her, like I was tough. And, you know, and, and then I'd realize how tough I was. And, and you know, I've, I've done that recently even, you know. And then I, I, I have this self-examination that we do of ourselves, right? Like we just self-examination and when that was told to me and it was funny when when i went to graduation i i saw mr packard from a distance mm-hmm. and he just went like this and gave me a thumbs up and and you know i think sometimes okay. 
people say things mm -hmm. just because it's who they are. It's just the situation that they're in. And, mm -hmm. and I'm sure I was this terrible kid that was always having seizures and, and just acting out and on medications and Ritalin and all this stuff. And I think I had probably ADD, ADHD back when they didn't even know what it was, right? right. They yeah. called it something different. They said I had seizures in my brain and stuff, right? Uh -huh. And uh -huh. so, but yeah, I, my, my faith got me from a special school back mm -hmm. into regular school, mm -hmm. back into becoming an athlete and to going on and really being healed from all of that stuff, mm -hmm. you know, from being healed from the trauma of watching my mother, from watching my mother be beat from head to toe when my dad missed alcohol and booze together one night and there was nothing I could do. I was young. I was, you know, um, sure. but yeah, it, it, that, those were, I held on, you know, Megan, it's funny you say that. Cause I just had this, when you were saying this, I just had this vision. I was the person, I was the woman, but as that was me that was pushing through the crowd just to grab a hold of God's garment. Right. Mm -hmm. Just to, just to hold on and say, God, I trust you. I don't understand what's going on. Um, I know that I was, I have a debt. My grandmother told me I have a destiny and a calling upon my life and that I'm going to do great and mighty things. I don't understand how that's going to happen, but I trust you. I trust you. And I know that your plans are better than my plans and that you have a calling for me. And I'm just going to push through the crowd. Every time the crowd tries to push me out, I'm going to push back through the crowd and I'm just going to strive with the leading of and prompting of the Holy spirit to be who you've called me to be. And that was my life. That was, that was even my childhood life. I mean, and I had phases in my life where I got away from it, mm -hmm. but I can set back now. It's funny. I'm going to write a whole chapter in my book on this about, you know, my journey, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a phase in the Bible that Jack Hayford taught a book on that. It talks about the, the valleys in the Bible. And that if you live past 50, that you'll go through all of these valleys Mm -hmm. And after I read that insert, one of my wife's mentors taught me, said, hey, you should really read this. You're 50 now. You should read it. Mm -hmm. And um, and Kenneth Hagen wrote another uh, copy of it, too, also, who was one of the greatest godly minds of, of our generation. And he and, and I started to see my life through those hills and valleys. And I and then I remembered back that my grandmother said. There's always two hills on each side of the valley. Right. You're always going to learn the most in the valley so that you can get to the mountain. And that was kind of what pushed me and drive me as a kid. And, you know, um, as you're sharing this, I'm thinking about um, this segment specifically. And uh, you opened up, you know, I asked you where you were from and you opened up about your dad and trauma and your faith. And I was interviewing back last year, a gentleman from London, uh, Ryan Hartley. He has a great podcast. It's better than yet. Was it Elizabeth? It's always better today than yesterday. Something like always better than yesterday. Always better than yesterday. And he's, he's just a really great guy. But what was interesting about the interview was that uh, he was, you know, very interesting. And he was sharing a lot of things because he had been a a cop in the, uh, and he was a therapist, uh, I don't know if that's the title, but in the um, London force. And, uh, but he started coaching people. And from there, he decided he was going to leave and, and go it alone, so to speak. But then why, why I'm bringing this up is very meekly, quietly, he said, I don't know if this is okay, <laughs> but he was that wanted to share how Jesus came into his life recently. 
And it was so, so as I'm listening to you and the foundation of your entire life, and then this gentleman, you know, and you're about the same age, he's maybe a little younger, but, but the same age. And he was, but so joyful that he had found this understanding and this relationship. And I mean, he shared about how that happened and it was through his wife, but the point of the point is that this has been, you have been blessed to have this through your life. Yes, 100%, 100%. So blessed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so so now you're, um, well, let's go back to college. So what was your major in college? So my major was exercise science and sports Uh nutrition. Um, and I was kind of a science geeky guy back then. And I knew I wanted to dive more in. I wanted to, I went to grad school for a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, got a bunch of certifications and then, uh, met a girl <laughs> and then I was going to move to Florida and, uh, she was going to move with me and some of her family was in Florida and I moved and she stayed and that okay. was the end of that. And so, uh, <laughs> that was 29, it'll be 30 years. Let's see next year it's 29 years this year so 29 years this month actually and tomorrow i have a birthday so uh yeah it's 29 years ago in july actually that i got up and said i'm going to florida and i worked for bally's total fitness and i became you know their top trainer and and did really really well and that's what brought me to florida a girl and then i never went she never came and i never and and it's really funny megan i just heard from her recently Mm-hmm. And, and um, I met her and her husband when I was uh, a couple of times I've been home. And um, she said they're thinking about moving to Florida like 28 years later. It's later, funny, yeah. you know. But God used her as a vehicle, not 100%. You know, 100%. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I would have never met my wife. I would have never done the things I did. Thank I never you. met the people that I've met since I've been here. So, yeah. And then a year ago, we moved over to the Orlando area, kind of Claremont, Groveland, Orlando area. And it's mm-hmm. it's been great. It's been yeah. a great transition, but yeah, that, that was kind of my transition from college to just, I just jumped right into working mm-hmm. at a, at a fitness club at Valley's and then they offered me a promotion and I moved mm-hmm. to Florida. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the transition. And, and so you've been building your, um, your company for many, many years, meaning step by step. And that's the other piece that I want people to truly see is that you were the science geek. You went to college for that. Um, you then got out, you, you know, the, the, uh, highlight reel is, you know, the, the gal and not moving it with you, yeah, yeah. but the essence of God using these pieces, moving to Florida and moving building pieces, your yeah. career in the field that you're interested in, but IE helping others. hundred percent. Yeah. And then, and even the transition, them. yeah. Even the transition of going from a brick and mortar fitness business to mm-hmm. selling that business, to having residual income, to having a coaching and teaching business and to be a speaker. Um, uh, you know, it, it's funny. My, my pastor said this um, in a um, school of ministry couple la- this last month. So we meet once a month and he said, look, selfishly, I would like you to be more involved in the church, but I know that right now your calling is in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. And whenever you, you know, you, you kind of know you're in the right place at the right time when you hear your pastor kind of, you know, say to, you you know, you know, I, I, I respect you. I I want you to be more involved, but that's kind of that transition. So it just, it just pieces together what you were talking about, how 
God's moving pieces. You know, he says he opens doors that no man can open and closes doors that no man can close. And I, I, I told you, you had the privilege of hearing it in Denver. I talked about a dream that I had uh, before COVID where God showed me the, my life, right? He showed me my previous life where all the doors were, some of them were broken, some of them were perfect. Some of them were, you know, laying on their sides. And then he showed me the next phase of my life were these beautiful doors that he said, um, we're going to do these together. There may be some trials and tribulations, but you and I are going to do these together. And he said, I want you to pump the brakes on my permissible will for your life. And I want you to step into my perfect will. And he said, I'm going to close a lot of doors and you may not understand it, but I want you to walk through it. I want you to walk through it with grace and humility and transparency. And, and I've been tested a lot this year. I think we all have been tested within the last probably year and a half to two years. Um, and even during COVID, I had one of my best years business-wise after losing a half a million dollars when I brought a guy into my company that kind of took advantage of my wife being a new entrepreneur and just started spending money and doing this and doing that. And um, I learned a lot from that, Megan. I learned that, uh, number one, I needed to be closer involved with my wife and the finances. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just put that burden on her. Number two, um, I was called to that. I was called to protect her and, and, mm -hmm. and to lead her and guide her. And um, I think some of the, and I refers back to what we were talking about earlier about, you know, those valleys, peaks and valleys in our lives, right? Um, and how much you learn in the valley. If you don't learn, you stay in the valley. Yes. And most people, I think, they have a, they have a hard time getting out of the valley. It's like the old, it's a, it's a picture that we've seen numerous times. And it's, it's Jesus's hand reaching down. Mm -hmm. to, to pull you up the mountain and some, and it's, and it's almost like the, the distances of his hand is, is like far enough away that we can't reach it, but he's just looking for us to make a little bit of effort, right? A little bit of effort to step up and reach out. And I think that's yeah. super important. And you also shared in the beginning of our uh, visit that, uh, um, about the disciples and the, the core, you know, the, the leaders, so to speak. <clears throat> and you've mentioned leadership with John Maxwell and, if, you know, other points about yourself, uh, but you started out with them. And um, uh, leadership is, uh, but you don't have to have a church. You don't have to have a um, huge following. Uh, Jesus certainly didn't have a huge following in those mm -hmm. days, but um, it is about pouring into others. And what I see you doing um, and leading by example, you know, so what I see you doing is truly committed to that, committed to um, your faith, your your uh, integrity, your values, and and then, of course, your knowledge of what you do, uh, you know, from a physical standpoint. Uh, you, I mean, you've paid a lot of dues with your education and your certifications and your trainings. So you're a leader, uh, just a true leader. God, I, I think... Megan, what, what, and I appreciate that because I think what, you know, sometimes you, you have this perception of what a leader is, right? And, yeah. and you wonder if you're ever going to become that person, right? And you know that you have that calling and that, and, and I remember I was in a private group with John Maxwell and I said, I just read his book, The 15 Laws of Growth. And if you can look over my shoulder, there's a ton of his books on this bookshelf mm -hmm. right back here, one right beside me that I'm reading right now developing the leader within you 2.0 the new version of it which a lot of people like the old version better but you know john's like hey i'm 40 it's 40 years later right okay. but here's okay. here's the thing that I, I i think was most important for me was as i asked him i said hey john why is the first law the law of intentionality 
And he said, intentionality is what develops a leader. If you are, he said, you're going to make mistakes. He said, I make mistakes all the time. He said, you're going to handle situations wrong. He said, but the intentionality of how you handle it through humility, through integrity, through, you know, sometimes even when you don't think you're, you know, when you know you're not wrong or you don't think you're wrong and you, and how you handle it Mm -hmm. allows you to develop and be a better leader. And I think for me, you know, I just been doing these self-examinations recently, Megan, of how can I be better? How can I learn? How can I sit? And, and you've had some great conversations with me where I just listen, right? My grandmother said, just remember, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason to listen more, to read a self-examination of who you're surrounding yourself with, right? And, and to, to be the, to be the leader that God's called you to be, not the leader that the world's called you to be. And there's a difference. A lot of people, people ask me all the time, you know, of my core values of honesty, integrity, humility, and love, right? They say, well, isn't integrity and honesty the same? No, they're not. They're not the same. People think that they're the same, but there's a big difference. And, and you can be honest and still not do things with integrity, right? And, and so I think for me, um, I believe my better leadership um, days are ahead of me. And, um, you know, being 53 tomorrow, I'm, I'm, um, I'm looking forward to the next 10 years, the next 63, you know, and it's, uh, and then that way I can finally, finally lead more than the past of how I felt. Mm -hmm. Now I can do it by stepping into being that person by, like God said, pumping the brakes on this permissible will and kind of stepping into his perfect will for my wife, my life. So yep. it's a beautiful way to really encapsulate that and to also end this segment because you are and happy birthday. Thank yeah. you. But it's a, a beautiful way to have our guests understand that it's ever evolving. And um, but you are very clear with that intentionality, as John Maxwell said, you're very clear on this clarity is it all. And you're very clear on that next phase, what you're going to be doing with everything. You, the foundation is there. So as we close, my dear friend, um, I ask all my guests the same thing. Um, I don't know if you've read Three Feet from Gold by Sharon Lecter and Greg Reed, but it is a great read. It's very easy and fun read. But it uh, starts out with an autobiography, well, it's an autobiography, essentially, about Greg Reed. But it starts out with a um, story frame of a guy that was from the East Coast during the gold rush days, moves out to, had gold fever, moved out west, bought some property, chiseled away, looking for his, you know, his gold mine, and would go into town and, you know, mowing the blues, and finally gave up. And he sold his property to a townie. And that guy went back and chiseled away. And in three feet, he hit gold. So it, it is, it's a very, very important point to us all of not giving up, to stay with what our intentions are. But Sharon herself has what she calls, and she really stands by this in all of her teachings, is the success formula. And it is your passion times talent plus uh, action times, um, I mean, excuse me, association uh, plus action 
association times action plus faith equals success. Okay? Now, I'm not going to ask you them all where your, your heart is with them, but what I ask everyone, what is your passion and what is your talent? So my passion is serving people. That's my passion. My passion is representing God in a manner every single day better than I represented him the day before and learning and growing from that and, and, and not making the same mistakes, you know, mm -hmm. and my gifts and talents are in nutrition and coaching and speaking. And I think that those are the reasons why I do what I do from a self-examination process, because mm -hmm. I believe everybody has those gifts and talents, you know, um, and I think this is fitting to, to finish with is my friend, Ed Milet, um, who I've had the privilege of meeting several times now. And my wife and I won an award at thrive, which is, is right back over my shoulder is the, is, is an event every year that my friend Cole Hatter puts on, um, that was voted by Forbes Inc and Huffington's post as the number one entrepreneur event of the year. Obviously COVID kind of screwed that up last year because there was no live events, but he's doing it again this year. And, um, I met Ed and Ed said this, he said one day, he said, I, he said, I'm a Christian, which obviously we know now that Megan and I are Christians, right? Like, and, and that one day I have to stand before God. And he said, this is what I believe. This is my belief. He said, I believe that God is creating this Megan or this Michael or this Ed with all his gifts and all his talents and everything that, that God called him to be. And he said, this is what wakes me up and drives me every single day. And Ed said this, it changed my life, changed the way I think about myself. He said, one day you have to stand before God and you have to see that Michael. He said, I don't know about you, but I want to strive so that when I do stand before him and I see him, that I became, that became my twin. It didn't become a stranger. And when I looked at him and said, who's that? Mm -hmm. Because every day I wake up and I think about the day that I get to see that person and I get to put, and this is how he finished it. He said, I get to put my arm around him and I get to hear in this ear, well done good and faithful servant. That's what drives me. That's what pushes me. That's my, that's my desire. That's my gifts and talents is to serve in the, in the marketplace and in the church and finish this race strong. Like God called me to finish. That's, that's the summation of everything that you talked about, Megan. Well, it could not end any better. And in a higher note for your birthday, going forward in this next year around the planet, around the sun, rather, on this planet. And uh, I just I just pray for you, friend, that you have a remarkable year full of health and joy and peace and love. Really, thank you for joining me today, Michael. Really thank you so much. It. Why don't you hang out in the green room for a minute, and I'll be right back. Wow. <clears throat> every, every unique leader's life and podcast is unique, just as the word, because each individual is unique with their essences that come forward for you. They pour out. And Elizabeth and I have spoken about this, my associate and my producer who is here with me every show. And we talk about this, how the thread of all unique leaders is really the same, meaning of their um, their passion is you, to help you 
to understand that it's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams, that it is just with hope and infinite possibilities, and they're just over the horizon. Michael is not going to start. He is, uh, you know, he, excuse me, he's not going to stop. He has started, and that, that start has been his journey. And so I just really ask you from the bottom of my heart to share this out with your friends, on all platforms, social platforms that you're involved with, um, groups that you're involved with, everyone, because these unique leaders uh, segments will help others to identify their greatness and start and not stop. And then uh, go to YouTube. Uh, these will be, this is there, um, you know, uh, live on today, Friday, but then also by next Tuesday will be a podcast on all of the podcasting platforms. So just know that Michael's words and his story, but his essence of his faith and his hope and his continuous um, journey will truly not only resonate in your heart, but motivate you that you will start and not stop. And even if you've started, to continue on with that encouragement. So thank you again for joining me. And a lot of my heart is shared in my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And it is on my website, megandimartino.com at no charge. Just download it. It's a PDF. It's also on Amazon. It went to number one on Amazon January 4th, 2020, my mom's birthday but I decided last year to put it on my website so that you could download it and read it. Someone emailed me just Sunday who had read it, and then we actually spoke yesterday. So the, the connections are infinite. We are all connected. So please do go and um, enjoy and then share it with others. So we will see you next Friday on Unique Leaders Live and be blessed. Thank you for listening to the Unique Leaders Podcast. If we said something today that resonated with you, please connect with me at megandimartino.com. I have a free gift for you, my book, Hope and Possibilities Just Over the Horizon. It's never too early or too late to create the life of your dreams. And don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. I would truly appreciate it. Be blessed.